Okay, so hello um, and a very warm welcome to Lucy Werner. Um, Lucy is the founder of The Wern, which is a PR and branding consultancy which um, mainly works with entrepreneurs, startups and small businesses. And there were really a few reasons I wanted to talk to her, partly because of her day job doing that, but also because she is herself an author, an entrepreneur turned author. Um, and so I really want to talk to her about um, what what it was that caused her to think that writing a book was the next right thing to do for her business. Um, so welcome Lucy. Thank you for having me. Um, so tell me a little bit more about this decision to write a book because I'm quite curious about why you decided to do it for your business. There was a couple of reasons really. One was that the PR industry is 66% female-led and there were no female authors in the Amazon top 10 for PR. And in fact, most of the men who'd written PR books were journalists turned PRs. And it's not that I had a problem with that per se. It's just, I'd worked in public relations agencies for years where it's full of women. And I kind of just wanted to get a female voice out there. So that was one of my key drivers. I think the second reason is that um, I left kind of big PR agency land to set up my own business to help smaller businesses. But even then, the base sort of level of money that you'd need on retainer, even as a sort of smaller agency model, was still quite unaffordable for people starting out. And I just thought there's got to be a way that helps people who need help with thinking about their brand or they want to raise their profile or help generate more sales that they can learn to do a bit of this themselves and actually just demystify the process because I think a lot of people think PR is just getting into a newspaper and you need to know a journalist to do that and for me PR encompasses everything that you do to promote yourself not just getting in newspapers and actually, as the entrepreneur or the business owner, you're in a really good place to do it. Absolutely. I think what I really loved about the book was just how actionable it is and how much it breaks down what PR can be really into um, simple layperson's language. But the actual ideas are quite complicated, but you're breaking it down to make it accessible to somebody like me who sees all the, the kind of buzzwords around PR and just think, I don't know what these people are talking about. Um, so I think um, it's really clear that it's come out of you working with small businesses because it's mm -hmm. got that kind of grounded sense to it. Um, when you came to start writing the book, mm -hmm. what was the thing that was hardest for you? I think for most people, it's finding the time to do it. I was kind of lucky that at the time I was really embarking on a lot of working, um, what I'd say like on, um, no, in my business. No, hold on. <laughs> I always find this confusing, the in the business and on the business. Again. <laughs> I was working on my business quite a lot because I wanted to raise my profile because I already had it in my head that in a year's time, people needed to know who I was. So I was writing a lot of guest content um, I was going to lots of events and through those things, I was meeting a lot of people who would tell me what their PR challenges were. So that sparked a lot of ideas. Um, as luck would have it, um, my partner got made redundant and put on gardening leave for three months. So I was like, this is brilliant. You can look after the baby and I'm going to use those extra days to write my book. So um, I wouldn't recommend anybody uh, get their partner to have redundancy to write a book. But 
that is basically how I was able to write mine. <laughs> okay, this is not a strategy we can sell to other people. Um, but, um, um, <laughs> you do put time aside. Like I and I used to put aside Fridays, and then I realised um, that that was a really bad time because I was burnt out by the end of the week. So I started doing Monday morning, so I wouldn't look at any emails or do anything. And every Monday morning. I would just bite off another chunk of like my writing list. And I had a kind of limit of what I needed to hit week by week so that I had a month spare before the first draft had to be handed in. That sounds very wise as a plan. And in the process of writing the book, was there anything that surprised you? How long it takes for people to reply to you when you're giving them a very tight Q&A. So I was interviewing a lot of journalists and a lot of small business owners. Um, and everybody, everybody I asked was more than happy to do it. So that was also a surprise that I had a bit of a like, oh, I don't know if I can ask Jim from Jimmy's Ice Coffee to do my forward, even though he'd been a client. Everybody was more than delighted, but actually getting that back from them, I wish I'd started that process right at the beginning. Mm, I think that's really worth people bearing in mind if they have got a kind of research-based or other people-based content yeah, element to their book. It's much longer than you think. Yes, and you, you simply cannot allow too much time for it. No, and also as you, as you write your book, the context of it might change, so then you mm. might want to tweak what that person said. So you need to allow enough time to kind of get it back from them. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. And then, um, other than obviously buying Hype Yourself, um, what advice would you give to somebody who is running a business, they're thinking about writing a book to um, spread their ideas, make themselves more accessible to other people, etc. very much the same reasons you wrote yours, um, but they're just kind of starting to think about the PR. And often people I'm finding are quite overwhelmed at the thought of that, especially if they're going to be self-publishing or they're going to be publishing with a very small publisher and they know it's going to be down to them to do the PR side. So um, just to kind of counter that overwhelm, what, what would be a good thing for them to think about? I'm still overwhelmed by it now <laughs> and I'm three months in the other side and to put context into that I probably started the promo hard six months before launch mm -hmm. um I did have a lot of extra pressure though because of the nature of me being yeah. a PR if I couldn't PR my own stuff it wouldn't yeah. look great so um not everybody has that same that same pressure but I would just say Think about where your target audience is, not where your ego sits. And by that, I mean, a lot of people were saying to me, oh, you're going to go for PR week or the CIPR or the PRCA. I was like, no, because I'm not actually that bothered by getting industry recognition. I want small business owners and entrepreneurs to read it. So I went to a lot of events. I joined a few different networks. I invested, you know, a couple of hundred pounds joining like the FSB um, and, and various different sort of business networking um, places to see what it was like and how I could maybe use that to do a talk or an event. Um, so I really spent a lot of time investigating my network and where my target audience was and what was going to be the most effective. So I thought writing guest articles would be easy and would work really hard for me, but I've actually found doing events even if they're really small that face-to-face -face time works so hard for me mm. um, that it's actually a better return on my time um, and more often than not when I do a talk or I speak somewhere I'll sell five or six of my own copies that might cover my 
my travel if, if it's not a paid for opportunity mm-hmm. um so yeah i just say like start testing out where your audience is and what things you can do with that audience that's going to make them engage um i've used instagram really well um to like and my publisher will say this because they kind of are like we don't really understand it and lots of people don't use instagram for book marketing but actually if you're an expert on something it's a really easy place as well to just give your top tips or your insight and just build your audience that way mm, and i think that particularly for um my audience um a lot of those entrepreneurs instagram is where they already hang out so from their point of view it's it's a familiar place to be um doing the book promotion which yeah. i think is really helpful as long as it's where their audience also exactly out. yeah i think wherever you are and i also just think share people on the journey with you so i got my audience to feedback on my initial book design covers and actually I was really surprised at what people liked and it, there was a very clear winner. And then when it came to the second round, um, men liked a different color cover to women. Mm-hmm. And so I actually brought in half man, half woman to the final color juxtaposition of it because I didn't want to alienate either mm-hmm. audiences. Um, so people really kind of got on board with it. Mm, and I think that's such a good point actually for um, people who already have an audience um, however small running their business um if you can really kind of gather those people together and make them feel part of your journey of writing the book then you've got such um a kind of loyal community of people who will help you to promote it when it finally comes out 100 percent agree with everything you just said there um and i think that that can be the difference between the book coming out and just kind of fizzling and the book coming out and the really being a sense of here is a launch and excitement and word of mouth being generated um and as as we've been saying word of mouth is is king i think yeah and i think also people worry about having budget so when i did my book launch i charged tickets for it thank you interesting yeah and i am i had a drag queen perform which is unusual but i just it was you know it was my book came out on January the 9th, just been after like Christmas and New Year. I didn't know if people were going to be drinking. I wanted something that was going to be an icebreaker and it wasn't really going to be like a disco or me reading from the books. It's not the right type of book to be doing that with. So I had a great drag queen who performed sort of pop song covers with a freelance small business twist on the lyrics. Oh my God, I so wish I'd been there. Um, and that was basically all of my ticket budget. And I've approached some of my um, contacts or people that I just like on social media and said, I'm doing a book launch. This is my audience. Would you sell me your drinks at wholesale? And they did. And there was just a double fridge where I was. And actually the most popular thing was a vat of gin and tonic, which was not very expensive to supply. Um, and yeah, nobody minded paying for a ticket and that covered my event space, the drinks and the performer. And so it wasn't a loss maker for me, Mm -hmm. but because of that and the drag queen, it would then provided another opportunity for people to share content on the night. So then lots of people were like, Oh, I saw your launch look really good because I was kind of getting 60 people to have a moment to share. Mm -hmm. And I think it's partly about thinking about it in terms of creating shared moments, both for the experience of the people who are in that moment at the time and the fact, as you say, it then becomes something that is shareable to, yeah. to other people. Yeah. Um, and um, 
I think there's a lot of very tired thinking in traditional publishing about the whole <laughs> system of marketing and launching a book. Um, and one of the things that I think is really exciting about working with small businesses is they're used to doing things differently and doing right. things on the fly and making things up as they go along and yeah. being led by what their audience wants. There's so much more excite so much more there's so many more exciting ways to launch a book than a packet of kp nuts and some warm red wine and water stones you know yeah. we don't need to be doing it that way yeah and it could you know genuinely feel like a party which it sounds like yours did um whereas if they normally don't feel like a party even when there's lots of people there and you know lots of people chatting and so on it doesn't feel party like um <laughs> a traditional book launch at all so okay well um I think that's really everything that I had in mind that I really wanted to ask you. Obviously, I'll be linking to your website and your Instagram and um, a link for people to buy the book, which I very strongly recommend they do. Um, is there anything else you would like to flag up to people listening to this as a way to get hold of you or um, something else that you offer? Like, I know you've got the cards, for instance. Yeah, so I sell um, PR tips. So if you can't be bothered to read another book, especially if you're writing a book, sometimes you don't want to read too many books because it affects your writing voice. Um, so I have like these PR tips that are kind of like kickstart prompts just to give you ideas. Um, I would say try and have a book that's just for your marketing and promotion yourself and have sort of different pages for your buckets of ideas and mind map it. So what networks, what events, what awards, which influencers, um, you know, which independent shops might you contact yourself. Um, and also ask your audience for help. I've found that people really want to champion each other. And I've had some really lucrative opportunities come through for me just putting my hand up and saying, yeah, I'm a PR expert, but I'm not a business book PR expert yet um <laughs> and so people will be really helpful with that um and follow my instagram i give lots of tips and i share a lot of my writing journey on there um and i always try and take time to respond to dms if they're very specific and it's a two-minute question if you need a coaching session i do sell one-to-one -one coaching sessions for 150 quid for an hour as well um but we can chat more about that on instagram if you're interested Perfect. Thank you so much, Lisa. Thank you for having me, Sophie.